a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Good afternoon. I'm Greg Scordis. This is our last segment on Inside Sources. I've enjoyed this afternoon and um, I think I'll be back tomorrow for the same time. So hopefully you'll join us again filling in for Boyd Matheson. And I am not Boyd Matheson. He is much more professional at this than I am. I'm just an attorney who loves filling in whenever I can. Um, I don't love driving by our reservoirs right now. And I did a little bit of that over the weekend. I was in a a bicycle race up in Cache County. And uh, some of you know my wife and I live up near Pineview Reservoir. And I have never in my 60 plus years seen our reservoirs as low as they are right now. I've never seen the water situation as bleak as it is in northern Utah. And I assume it's statewide as it is right now. I'm watching uh, CNN while we're talking here. And California is, uh, they've got wells that have simply dried up. Um, our, our state hydrologist um, earlier this year um, had this to say. It's quite dry and it's going to take a lot to catch up at this point. Yeah, it's quite dry and it's going to take a lot to catch up at this point. What that means is that it's going to take years and years of more than average water to make up for what's going on. It's going to take, we, we, we always rely on Utah. And I've, uh, I'm, as some of you know that I'm involved in the ski industry a lot. We've always just assumed that the snow is going to fall in the winter and we're going to have water in the spring and summer. And this year it didn't happen. And last year it didn't really happen. And the year before that, well, it was slightly above average, but we're not getting those kind of seasons anymore. I remember um, working on the ski patrol at Park City, we were always open on Thanksgiving. We never missed a Thanksgiving opening. In fact, I remember skiing one year on the patrol at Park City on on Halloween. We were open that early. And this year, a lot of Utah resorts were pushing it. Uh, the resort that I work at um, up in Ogden Canyon was, was really struggling to get open by Christmas um, because there just isn't there isn't the snowpack, there isn't the water, there isn't the the hydration that we need. Our governor has called this the worst drought in history. It's it's the worst drought in Utah since at least 1956, and, and, and maybe in the history, at least the recorded history of the of the state. There are water restrictions now in every water district in the state of Utah, and uh, we're looking at at, at long term changes as well that we can implement. What do those long-term changes mean? I mean, right now, what it means for a lot of us, a lot of us who own homes, is that your grass is a lot browner than it was the year before. And I saw something in one of the local papers recently that there's some shaming going on, and I hope that that's not happening uh, for people to have these big, beautiful green lawns because you can't do that 
theoretically, uh, without uh, taking more water than you're supposed to. And I think our lawns are something we've taken for granted for years and years and years, uh, really generations. Um, And they're beautiful, and we love our lawns. Uh, But that might be one of the first things to go, especially if you listen to our governor. Many cities and towns in Utah where we require actually unnecessary lawn and and grass, uh, trying to change that, incentivize turf replacement, and significantly reduce water usage here in the state. We're also looking at uh, at the importance of of storing more water. Utah is the fastest growing state in the nation. Uh, The last census confirmed that over the past 10 years. And so we know as we continue to grow in an arid state like Utah, we have to conserve water more. We have to conserve water more. I was interested in a in a political cartoon that I saw recently where uh, Governor Cox was talking to uh, was was articulating we need to get vaccines. We need to start saving water, and he was talking to a brick wall. and And nothing could be more true right now. And I think eighty ninety percent of Utahns are taking both of those very seriously. I don't want into vaccines right now, uh, but certainly the water situation, at least in uh, the areas that I drive by, people are taking that seriously. But it's not uncommon at three o'clock in the afternoon when it's 105 degrees to see somebody watering their grass or some uh, business watering its lawn or some um, golf course, if you don't mind calling them out, uh, just watering everything so that it looks as beautiful as it can. Um, and, and that's 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 something we want. It's something we aspire for, but it's something we can't do anymore. Um, homeowners are going to have to let their lawns die. Uh, golf courses are going to have to let at least the roughs uh, fade away and keep the greens and the, the fairways as, as happy as they can, or at least water the greens. Uh, but we need to start making some changes. Um, I read a Time article of a country, I think it was South Africa, where people are rationing water just to take a shower. Um, I think the people in California are going to start having to do that in in the years to come. This is not going to change people. We are not suddenly going to be flush with water and dealing with with floods. It's just not going to happen. Um, We may have years when we have above average water. We may have years when we have above average snowpack. But the the trend, and and I'm not going to blame it on on climate change or any other, other controversial topic, but the trend is going to be in the West that we are in a drought, that we are going to see temperatures that are off the charts. And, and it's not just uh, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. Um, it's, it's hitting the Pacific Northwest. They had temperatures in the triple digits over 110 degrees. Uh, St. George regularly now has a temperatures over 110 degrees. As some of us remember when uh, we had the contest in Utah, pick the day that we're going to hit 100. Um, and it was a it was a some radio or TV show that had this contest. Pick the day when Utah's going to hit 100. Well, that's every day. I mean, that's, that's something that we see more and more and more. Um, and because of that, we need to rethink we need to rethink what we're doing with water. It's the most important resource we have. It's it's a life-giving resource, and it's something that we need to start taking far more seriously. And I'm on my soapbox because they give me that. Um, and, and and I'm a homeowner, and I water my lawn, so I'm as guilty as anybody. Uh, but we, we've cut it back. We've uh, cut back the amount of water that's going on our lawn, on our on our other gardens. Um, our, our vegetable garden is not quite what it's always been in the past. And, and those are just things we're going to have to do because you know what? 
I still want to take a shower. I still want to be able to shave. I still want to be able to uh, to use water and, and drink water. And those things are so much more important to me and to a lot of Utahns, maybe all, maybe most all of Utahns, than how uh, pretty your lawn looks. So as as we move forward over the next year or years or or decades, we need to think far more seriously about what we're doing with water. And those of us that have children and those of us that have grandchildren need to think about what we're leaving, what legacy we're leaving toward that generation. Is Are they going to be living in a situation where they're uh, rationing water, where they're getting barrels or buckets of water, and that's what you get for the day? I mean, hopefully not. I, I, I hope that day never comes. Uh, but in the West, you can expect that the situation, you can bet, you can bet that the situation is going to get worse before it gets better. So think about what we're doing with water. Uh, let's let's all jump in. Let's all jump in and, and take a little bit of a hit, uh, something you're not used to as it relates to water. Uh, make your shower shorter. Uh, quit watering your lawn so much. I'll, 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 I'll quit beating that up because uh, lawn, lawn watering just drives me nuts. And, and, and think about how we're going to save water because uh, – we're we're in a position now in Utah and some of our developments where we're not allowing people to get building permits because we have too many people in certain areas where we just can't get the water. And I don't know how, how groundwater works and how wells all get set up and how every city manages and gets its water, uh, but we're going to learn a lot more about that. Um, enough of that. Uh, I enjoyed uh, being with you all today. It was a lot of fun. I'll be here tomorrow at about the same time, one to three, filling in for Boyd Matheson. We have a, we've already got half our shows planned for tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's something I think you're all going to enjoy. Um, this is Greg Scordis filling in for Boyd Matheson uh, today on KSL Radio. Congratulations to the winner of the Garth Brooks uh, contest. I hope you enjoy the show. It should be a lot of fun. And we will see you tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.